0: Previously on the Loyal Littles podcast...
1: So
2: I do a nice fast-paced walk, and I'm walking, and all of a sudden, a guy passes me, and he looks at me, and he says, tough getting old, just like that. (laughs) And I look up, and it's Tony Kornheis. No
0: way! And
2: I look at him, and I say,
3: Tony, I can't believe that's you! back to the Loyal Littles Podcast.
0: On the WTFC Podcast Network. Hey, Roxy. Hey, Chuck.
3: Hello, Littles. Hey, <gasps> Simon. Hi, Simon. Hey. Simon is in the house. Now, Littles, I've said it before. I feel like we're starting over with all our new listeners. Welcome all our new listeners again. We've said from day one, every great podcast needs a good Brit, as we know from the big show. So we have ours, but ours is real. That's his, right. His name is Simon, <laughs> and uh,
0: we'll, spoiler alert, Chuck.
3: <laughs> I know we'll get into that. We're not going to try to mess with you. We're not going to do that. He is an actual Brit. We love it. He's back. Rough couple weeks, but first, Roxy, how great was DG?
0: So great. I mean, like. Oh, the stories were so amazing.
3: Like a dream come true, really. And we got such great feedback about it. Uh, we, so many emails. But we heard from Tim Cree, episode 107. He says, that interview was the most New York thing I have ever heard in my life. The city's <laughs> friends, schools, accents, memories. I know other people from New York City, and nobody can hold a candle to how much I picked up today. So wow. um, everyone loved DG. We're so glad he was so open to coming on the podcast. And then to just give out his schedule like he was, he was going on a road trip. He's a traveling salesman, and mm-hmm. he, he went to Cincinnati, Centerville, or around there. And we had Tony Beeson, Episode 9, and Greg Smallwood, Episode TBD, meet up with him. And we got some great pics about that. He was so thrilled about that. He sent me a text. DG sent me a text saying, it was so great to have the welcoming committee here when I got into town in Centerville, Ohio. So I knew that would happen. I knew Tony B would come through. Greg Smallwood was also there, I guess. I apologize. I don't know if anyone else was there as well. That's all I heard. A good time was had. They met up. They had a great conversation with uh, DG and as I said, DG, you're a celebrity on the, in the TK world, so that was great. We have lots to get into this episode, so, but first, let let's as PTI does, we're going to do, we do corrections, and they're mostly dumb stuff that Chuck said, but <laughs> we don't call it that. We just call them corrections. First, technically, Elsa's, that Mexican restaurant I was referring to in Ohio, is technically in Springboro, Ohio. Not, I believe I said it was in Kettering. It's all right there. They're close, but, yeah. was, but the address is actually in Springboro, Ohio, just in case you want to look it up. I also said in the last episode when we were interviewing DG, I said, oh, you didn't pick up? I wouldn't pick up. If Tony called me, I wouldn't pick up. Now, that's obviously a false, okay? So what I meant by that was if it just came up with numbers, I wouldn't pick up mm-hmm. the phone. Now, right. Simon, do you do that if it's just numbers? I- I'm wondering, any littles out there, do you mm. pick up any phone call? I think nowadays with so-
4: it depends, depends. Depen- I mean, if, if, you're- if it's New York number, then maybe. Okay. You never know when Broadway's going to call. <laughs> you know? That's true. You <laughs> no, <laughs> generally now, it's like, that's what voicemail's for. Yeah. It's like, no one's going to not leave a voicemail if it's that important.
3: Right, that's you know? true. Right. Yeah. And that's what happened to DG. Tony left a voicemail saying, I might call you back, he said. Um, and right. luckily he did. But real quick, though, and again, we're introducing the whole podcast, I feel like, to a new group of listeners. Simon is also in show business. He has his own groups and things like that. He does a lot of cruise ships, things like that. I know that'll make a lot of our listeners chuckle a little bit. But our listeners might not know, Chuck and Roxy, we're big cruise shippers, too. We love it. So We love it. Go ahead. Send those emails. (laughs) Uh, But we'll get more into Simon in a second. The last correction I have came from Claire Natola. And I I should point out, Roxy did correct me on this, but we didn't have time to fix it in the episode. I said the Facebook group that she runs was called Tony Kornheiser smart and funny. It's actually called TK Littles dash smart and funny. So it's TK Littles smart and funny. She's expecting some of you over there. So feel free to look that up on Facebook, join the group. It's a lot of fun. That's where the Friday five is every week. And you can give us your answers there if you'd like to. All Mm -hmm. right. Now it's been great. We haven't had Simon on in a long time and the last week or so has been pretty rough. And you told me about some experiences and I know you'd like to share just everything to do. The funeral was yesterday for the Queen. Yes. And I'm just going to shut up because no,
4: I know. I mean, actually, feel free to dictate. Ask away from, you know, we we wanted to make
3: reference to it and we wanted to acknowledge it even last week. But I thought, you know what? There's no point. I shouldn't even attempt until I know Simon can get back here. Because he's the one that's going to be able, and you actually went back over, right? I
4: did, yeah. So I I was, uh, I've I've tried to make this as short as possible. I I was already in England for my friend's wedding, and everything was fine. I mean, seemingly, you know, and then we saw that picture of her shaking the hands with Liz Truss, the new prime minister. And it was like, oh, that's wonderful. I came back here, and then obviously she passed away. And so I was in the apartment just across, you know, for those of you who just joining us. yeah. Simon live, lives right across I the street right from across us. across the street. This is actually my first time in a while being in your studio. Yes. And the, the clinking sound is in fact a tea. Yes. Uh, I brought tea over just now. Yeah. And, I love and that. And biscuits, you know, in honor so, of the queen. Yeah, so um, Simon
3: brought tea and biscuits. And now we've uh, also forgot to mention Roxy is not here with us, unfortunately. I'm she's, on location. She's on location in Connecticut. <laughs> and uh, I'd like to make notice to the Littles. I am drinking said tea out of my This Coffee Stinks mug.
1: <laughs> and
3: uh, I got <laughs> Simon a Radio City Christmas Spectacular mug. So, ha- so we'd have some Roxy here as well. Cheers. Cheers, oh, mate. thanks. Yeah. Um, and
4: cheers. it's delicious.
3: I, I have to say, I, I even asked him, I'm like, what kind of tea is this? Because I barely put anything in it. And Roxy knows I doctor everything up when it comes to tea oh, and coffee. Oh, yeah. But it's delicious. A, it's a good one. What it's, like it? a, it's like a
4: lavender vanilla kind of tea, <gasps> wow. I think, is what okay. it is. I yeah.
0: love everything lavender.
3: Um, <laughs> Roxy, you're
4: missing out. I was going to go with I Earl know. Grey, which is the queen's favorite. Yes. But I ran out. So, so, uh, oh, no. So, yeah, so I, was, uh, I really wasn't expecting. There's something interesting about being a Brit who my whole life, again, for new listeners, I've always been an expat, an expatriate. I've never really been in England that long. I was born in Kentucky. I grew up in Singapore and Greece and had bits of time in England. So the longer you are away from your home country, the more that you kind of attach yourself to the things that ground you in your identity and ground you in your nationality or what it means to be British. And so for me, the royal family, and particularly the queen, for a lot of people, it became even more and more important as like a way of like an, an anchor as to like, the values and things that i can sometimes lose by traveling so much so i don't know it really did hit me quite hard and i barely had any time in my schedule but i i just needed to go back and i wanted to be there i wanted to be part of the collective british experience um and so i got on a plane as soon as i could i had a gig in i don't know where it was new jersey and then i got on a plane and then i landed and i got straight into the the queue or the line as you say over mm-hmm. here and of course the policeman at that line he was like oh yeah it's about it's about three hours don't worry It was about nine hours for me. But again, other people, it was 22 hours, 24 hours for people that came after me. But it was actually really serene and really wonderful. You know, you're queuing down miles along the towns. I heard it was
3: over five miles long.
4: Yeah, yeah. 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 Well, if you include the zigzagging, I think it was 10 wow miles. but uh, again i'm sure we'll get emails with corrections on that one <laughs> but it, 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 it yeah. was long i mean and i was tired and jet lagged but like the sense of community and, and it was just so peaceful and like people have been asking me like oh were people jumping in queue were people trying to sell you'd get given a wristband which like helped to save your spot if you needed to go to the bathroom mm-hmm. or get a snack even though you really didn't need them because it was such a sense of community that like you kind of started queuing with your group. I didn't know anyone there and yet I made friends with these two old ladies from Yorkshire and this guy from Spain and this family up ahead of me. And so it wasn't that yeah. environment where people are trying to cut in line or do any of that. That's no. not why you're there. You're there to to show your respect to this person who right. has such dignity and one of the most patient people in the world and so the least you can do is be stand patient. and be yeah. patient. And then you go into the Great Hall and it's just uh, I don't know it's hard to it, w- it was hard to have words but it's just like someone who in the face of now granted she was born into privilege but she also double edged sword was born into having to do this as her job right. and did it up until almost the literally the day that she died Like, yeah. and so, uh, so I don't know if that answers any questions but it w- it was really moving and really solemn but also a great sense of unity that it felt really nice to be amongst fellow people from the world that just want to have togetherness in yeah. such a divided world you know and then wow. you got back a couple of days ago. I got back a couple of days ago. So, I w- I, yeah, I had another show to do. So, unfortunately, I wasn't there for the, the, funeral. the funeral itself. But I, was, I watched it on TV like I'm sure yeah. a lot of people did. Yeah, we was, did too. Yeah. yeah. It's
3: just... I mean, we've heard all the comments. And everyone's just like, they do it right. It was absolutely just... Roxy, you're into that stuff. She's, she even said, what did you say after you had, had a tear in your eye? You're like, I think I need to watch The Princess Diaries again. I <laughs> um, do.
0: I did. Um, <laughs>
3: So I'm not into that. She's all into that Harry and all that gossip stuff. And I'm just not into any of that. I was sucked into this. I was like, I turned it on. And I, at one point, I forget what it was, Roxy. Something came, happened or came on where I actually went to put my glasses on because I wanted to see...
0: Mm-hmm. Or it
3: might have been what was on the screen. Now, this is interesting because oh, I
0: remember it was when they lifted up her coffin and they said it weighs it a, quarter of a, ton, a quarter of a ton and ton. you were like, what? I, I need was... to see this clearly.
3: Yeah. and um, I wanted to know how much that was. And so we actually figured it out. Oh, and, yeah. And it's hilarious because I said this to Simon off air before we started and he just laughed. He <laughs> goes, oh, what? Ch- so you had an American channel on. And I said, yeah, I said, I think it was, it was probably MSNBC or one yeah. of those. Yeah. And he said, it's so interesting to see what Americans will talk about yeah. as opposed to, because of course, he's like, what'd you say? We're all about numbers and stats. Yeah, you
4: guys just- love your stats. I mean, we've started to adopt the whole stats thing, but I mean, you have a stat for everything over here. So it just makes sense that the American commentary would be so different. I was watching the BBC commentary yeah. mm. the whole time and it's just like, it'd be fascinating to watch it again yeah. and to watch it with the American commentary and be like, oh, it's a completely different perspective. But I am curious, actually, yeah. what is your perspective? Like you said that you're not a royal, you're not really that into it. So what was it about it that drew you in as someone who's not um, into it?
3: Partly knowing people like you and how much, well, I got to be honest, I was, I shouldn't say shocked, but I was definitely touched when I heard that you went. I was, because I was like, wow, if I was in London, and this has nothing to do, I swear, Little's politics, nothing, I, I, we don't do politics on here. But if our president had died, I can't imagine I would fly all the way back over to Mm-hmm. Be at his feet, you know, kind of thing, or even yeah. that I don't know, just something. That's how I related it. Mm-hmm. But it, it, I was just touched that when I heard you went over, and I was like, okay, we definitely have to have you on when you're ready, because I texted you the day it happened, the day she died, and you were like, I was like, how are you doing? And you were like, thanks for checking in. Sad day, but and uh, oh, I've
4: and, been really emotional. Yeah, I mean, even right. even today, like it's it's yeah. hard. I don't, i I've, and it's just, it's, it's such a hard thing to translate to others who haven't, because on paper, it it seems insane. It's this uh, lady who I've never met. I mean, I waved at her many times as I've seen her Mm -hmm. in Windsor and things. And yet you, from when you're born to this moment now, it's this figurehead. It's this, it's this female matriarch who guides your entire life in some shape or form, but it does sound ridiculous, but it just really affected me and obviously a lot of people. Yeah. And, you know, even like, I think back to the pandemic when I was in England and you're all talking like, Oh she's going to give us a speech she's going to and when she sits and she's there and she's talking to you and she's saying don't worry we'll meet again and and all these things it's something that was just so uniting she's it's it's a really great loss and it, it's I wasn't expecting to feel as as intensely as I did but yeah I'm still I still have been quite emotional yeah Well, Well, but that
0: makes sense because, I mean, yes, our equivalent would be the president, but we only have a president for four to eight years. You have a queen who reigns for 70 years. So many people in your country and so many people that follow the royal family, this family and this queen is all they've ever known. So there is a, a sense of comfort in that when it's there and when it's gone, it's like, now what? Right. Yeah. What happens next? You know, mm-hmm. so it's totally understandable that you would feel all of these emotions. It's that so hard. Yeah. Um, I mean, that yeah. final
4: image, I don't know if you were watching, I think you were, but like when she was being lowered yeah. and they were mm-hmm. watching King Charles III as everyone was singing God Save the King. And mm-hmm. I, that was heartbreaking. And there was just yeah. this moment where I was just like, wow. I
3: mean, we always forget, like, that's his mother. Yeah. You know? Right. I mean, we don't, but exactly. we do. Right. Yeah. Well, Simon, I can't thank you enough for opening up like that. and giving a great perspective because that's something Roxy and I couldn't do. Sure, We watched it on TV, but that's all we got. So yeah, we appreciate it. He's going to stick around, but let's, let's get this party started. Shall we? (laughs) We'll be right back with
0: meet the littles
4: and a chocolate biscuit.
3: This is Dave Spector from Bell's up winery. While our hosts take a quick break, wouldn't it be a good time to pour yourself a nice glass of Pinot Noir? I mean, Chuck and Roxy are probably enjoying one themselves right now, so why shouldn't you? Okay, now back to
4: THE Loyal Little Podcast on the WTFC Podcast Network.
3: this episode by Jason Udolph and the Hotness. And this song is called All Day, and it's off their Smoke, Sex, Water album. Now, Littles, if you happen to be in New York City tonight, New York City, 8 p.m. tonight at The Bitter End, Jason Udolph and the Hotness will be playing there, and that is at 147 Bleecker Street in New York City. So definitely go check them out if you're in town. If you like what you hear, you can find all of Jason's stuff at Jason Yudoff.com. that is J-A-S-O-N-Y-U-D-O-F-F.com. Or just give him a follow over on Twitter at Udoverse. That's at Y-U-D-O-V-E-R-S-E. And as always, we'll play the full song all day at the end of the podcast.
1: And you can't figure-
3: all you loyal littles. It's now time to meet the littles. And Roxy, another one we've met already, actually. Yeah. So this is exciting for us. We actually met at Jingle Fest. Uh-huh. And I think Mingle Fest too, but yeah. we'll get into that in a second. Please welcome to the podcast, Brian Kissel. Hey, Brian, how's it going? Doing well, guys. How are you? We're finally. good. Yeah, you're another finally. one. For a long time, we're like, when are you coming on the podcast? And you're like, well, give it time, give it time. <laughs> then we finally met you. Yep. And you were really sweet. You came up to us at Jingle Fest, I think, is when you formally came up and you were like, I'm in. And we've just been really busy since then. The summer just flew,
2: though.
0: Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I can't believe it. And not it.
2: only that, now you guys are getting acknowledgement on the big show. Yeah.
0: I know. It's wild.
2: So uh, you're Not com- that I need to come on, but... Ah,
3: he's like, oh, now that Mr. Tony has acknowledged <laughs> that this is a thing, now I can
2: come on yep, the podcast. Yep. I see how it is.
3: <laughs>
0: That's okay. <laughs> That's okay. Hey, we got you, so...
2: He knows it's out there. I don't know if he's listened yet. So, yeah, I Michael- doubt it. That's okay.
3: Well, Brian, listen, we've already met you, but a lot of the littles haven't, especially our new listeners. Mm -hmm. So take a second, introduce yourself to all the loyal littles out
2: there. Okay. My name is Brian Kissel. I live in Elkett City, Maryland. I also spend a lot of time and have a place in Ocean City, Maryland. I have family down here, so I like to spend as much time as I can here with them. I work as a IT contractor with the federal government. Most of my contracts have been with the Department of Education. So I've been doing that for a long time, over 30 years.
3: Wow. wow. Now that's so funny because we met you, but we didn't even know that. No. So I mean, we generally just talked a little bit at Jingle Fest.
0: This is why we do what we're exactly. doing right now. <laughs>
3: now, go way back. Where did you grow up and where did you go to school and all that stuff? Did you go to school for the IT stuff?
2: I did, but if you want to go all the way back, yeah. like Mr. Tony, I am from a New York island, oh. but not Long Island. I'm from Staten Island. <gasps> nice. Yeah, I was born there, spent six of my first eight years there. Like okay. We went from Staten Island to outside of San Francisco when I was three and four, and then back to Staten Island. So I went to kindergarten, first and second grade there. Mm-hmm. And then in September of 72, when which I just realized uh, not too long ago, that is 50 years ago. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I was gonna... Yeah, anyway. We moved to Olney, Maryland, and Olney is a suburb of D.C. It's about 18 miles north of D.C., and Olney is also fairly well-known from being the area where Gary is right, currently in right. Spike and Ike actually go to the same high school I went to. Oh, nice. nice. Yeah, and actually I think one of last week's shows, Michael referenced the Olney Ale House. They were out there. Oh, right. Play thing, and he said they went by the Olney Ale House. I was like, Ah, yes, I've had an adult beverage or two there. And <laughs> Very familiar. Meal. Right. Yeah. So grew up in Olney in the 70s. When I went to college, I went to Baltimore mm-hmm. to go to Loyola. It's Loyola College at the time, Loyola mm-hmm. University of Maryland now. And graduated. Yeah, went and got a computer science degree there and got an MBA there as well after that. And then started working in the IT industry for federal contracting, which is obviously a big deal in the D.C. Baltimore area. Right. So that's
3: something you always wanted to do?
2: Not necessarily. I mean, even in the early eighties, I mean, computers and you know, computer science, all that kind of stuff was fairly new. Right. It was yeah. kind of it was starting to become a little more mainstream. So as your little kid, you don't say, I'm gonna grow up and be in computers yeah. when you hardly know about computers. Mm-hmm. But I had an interest in them, not real big, not a geeky kind of interest, but I thought it would be good to combine that with like a business background and I've done, you know, done well enough with it. Yeah. I'd say Thirty years.
0: Wow. <laughs>
3: I just because I'm thinking of Roxy's age. I'm like, wow. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. that's Yeah. <laughs>
2: it's about right. Yeah.
3: <laughs> I, was, I, I can't was, help like, it. I'm going to feel like, Roxy, have you ever thought of doing anything for 30 years?
0: <laughs> well, I have been. I've been dancing. I almost. Almost. Almost let
2: Anyway, let's not, let's not make our guests feel any worse. And it'll more. probably be and at least for the next 30 Yeah. yeah I hope so. I would hope so. I yeah.
3: sure hope so. Yeah. yeah. All right. So take us around. Uh, we should call that Around the Horn now. I'm your sports fan. Now, you're originally from Staten Island. So maybe. But I have a feeling. Right. Because you don't remember San Francisco
2: at all, right? No, not really. You know, as much as you could be a fan as a little kid up through age eight, I did at the time root for, you know, the Yankees and the Mm -hmm. Knicks and Mm -hmm. to an extent the Rangers and I guess the Giants. But when we moved and I was only eight years old to Maryland, I almost immediately adopted all the sports teams that were close by. Sure. Which meant the Washington R's. Yeah, right. Our GO Commanders. And I think that might have been the same year that the Baltimore Bullets were moving to Washington, so I became a Bullets fan, another team that's changed their name, now the Wizards. The Capitals did not exist for another few years, but when they came into existence, I started rooting for them. And as far as baseball goes, 1972 was the first year that Washington didn't have baseball after the Senators moved to Texas to become the Texas Rangers. So we're about 20 miles from D.C., but we're about 30, 35 miles from Baltimore, so I became an Orioles fan. Right. Okay. And that was easy to do because they had been in the World Series for the last three years. Right. <laughs> so yeah, exactly. We, yeah. And I've stuck with those ever since. So it's the right. it's the Washington teams except for the Nats. Although I do, root, you know, as a National League team, I, I root for the Nats. I don't get into a rivalry between the two. Sure. Right. Uh, but uh, big, big Orioles. Feed. Nice.
3: Yeah. So how do you feel this year? It's sad because we're, I think maybe we jinxed it because we're polling for them because Red Sox suck this year. So we're like, we're on your side now because we've always said if we're not rooting for, well, it's anybody but the Yankees usually. But usually,
0: yeah, uh, right. especially
3: when the O's do well. Matter mm-hmm. of fact, Chuck here has been to one playoff game in his entire life, believe it or not. And it was at Yankee Stadium, and it was when the O's were in town. And it was, mm-hmm. uh, I want to say, 2010-11-ish. I think it was a wild card game, whatever it was. And that was it. And that was just for series. Tiny Chuck's sake. Yeah. I, I, you know, Tiny oh. Chuck, obviously, was in Missouri. I'm like, Chuck, I'm going to be there trying to support. Mm-hmm. And, of course, they lost. Yeah. And, yeah,
2: anyway. I um, think I was at one of the games in that same series. Oh, when wow. They were involved. Yeah. So. Yeah. This year has been a complete surprise. Mm-hmm. I mean, in terms of full seasons, I think they've had at least three of the last four years when they played full seasons. They lost over 100 games. Mm-hmm. I think 100 100- 10 last year. Yeah. So, you know, you were thinking maybe there'll be a little progress, but they're still looking to have another down year and waiting for these new prospects to come up and start popping. And at that point, you would hope that ownership and management and everything is going to start spending some money to get things going. And then at the beginning of this year, they lose their best pitcher, John Means, to an injury, Mm -hmm. so they're not going to be with him. They do surprisingly well, and yet they still trade two of their best players, Trey Mancini and uh Lopez the reliever and yet they still kept on winning. Yes. Yeah. So it's looking a little dire here in terms of squeezing into the playoffs, which would be really nice but was not expected anyway. So right. this offseason is really going to be interesting to see what they do. If they are going to commit to spending a lot of money, get some, you know, higher end free agents because I think they might still have the lowest payroll in all of baseball mm-hmm. right now. yeah If it's not it's one of the lowest. Right. Yeah, it's either them or Tampa, I think. Yeah. Pittsburgh, probably actually. But we'll see. It's fun. It, It was completely unexpected. So it's been a lot of fun to watch these young guys stay in it. Yeah. And play a lot better. I would think if they don't make the playoffs, then it'd be nice to just have them be over 500. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Winning, mm-hmm. A winning team. That'd yep. be
0: great. I mean, they're better than we are at this point. Oh, my right? gosh. Yes.
3: <laughs> we're just trying to get to 500 still. So um, <laughs> and it's exciting for us, honestly, because like I said, I've always had the connection. Tiny Chuck got me back into baseball. I went away for a while and it was when I was in college and stuff like that. But he got me back into it when I met him and he's been a diehard O's fan his entire life. So we're happy for him. But now now with this podcast, you people, you know, I mean, we know a majority of our listenership is from the DC area, understandably. And it's just fun to see you guys so happy on Twitter and Facebook yeah. and Joe Arrows and the Jen Babbage. Who's that? Oh, just kidding. And <laughs> people like that that
2: are such diehard fans. Yeah. And like and yourself. And to
0: see them have yeah. a fun season yeah. to be able to watch yeah. is really cool. Exactly. Mm-hmm.
2: So. so when I did go to Loyola in Baltimore, it was only a couple miles from Memorial Stadium where they played. Right. And kind of the freshman year into sophomore year whatever it was was when they won the world series in 1983 the last time yeah so you know i got to go to all the games there and i actually went with some friends and drove up to philadelphia for the fifth and deciding game so that was fun to do we also knew some classmates some of the girls worked in the pr department Mm. and memorial stadium during the games and they said you know we could use a few people and again this is free internet to come to the stadium pass out and collect all-star ballots you know the paper ballots that you would poke and have hanging chads with and stuff so um <laughs> so for a couple of years there during the time that they would be doing the all-star balloting we would go to games and they would let us in for free they'd pay us minimum wage mm-hmm. you know Maybe the second inning or something, we'd all have a box of this stuff and we'd have a couple sections to pass out the ballots, go sit down somewhere else, have a beer or two, watch a game. And then maybe in the seventh inning or eighth inning or something, collect the ballots. And that was like, you know, I st- I'll still have check stubs. I still have check oh, stubs wow. from the Orioles.
0: Oh, wow. You know,
2: showing that I was an Oriole employee. Wow! <laughs> but talk about one of the coolest little part-time Side jobs, jobs. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. so
0: cool. I've always dreamt of getting Chuck a job at a ballpark doing yeah. something like giving tours, giving of Fenway the tours Park, like,
1: during
3: the day or, or something. Just or... Anything, mm. being yeah. the
0: Cracker Jacks guy. Crack-a-jack. Like,
3: <laughs> guy.
2: I don't
0: know. I just, I think there's something to being like live in person at a sporting event that is just so exciting, no matter what. Yeah, yep.
2: yeah, yeah. And a baseball stadium, you know, because the weather's usually nice. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Greenfield and everything. It's just you know, yeah, it's certainly like there's it. a certain romanticism to it more than others. Exactly. Absolutely.
3: All right. Well, now take us real quick before we take a break into your fandom. Now, how did you get into this ridiculous family
2: of littles? (laughs) Well, of course, growing up in the D.C. area, I was always reading Washington Post sports pages. So when Tony moved to the Post and started writing, I was already reading the sports pages. So I knew him from Washington Post. I did start listening when I could to the radio shows when he was on, both the local and when he was doing national with ESPN. But I wasn't, you know, when I, they were usually on when I was working, unless it was when I was in the car commuting to and from work. So I didn't hear all of it. Then at some point they started recording the radio show so I could you know at least download it and listen to it on my commutes back and forth right and then of course the podcast started and so I was in on that right away because I had been listening to the radio show and yeah so I picked up on the fact that there were Facebook pages with these loyal little groups and uh that's how I got into it great so to counter that now
3: you said podcast did you ever get to chatter to see a, a podcast recording
2: I did not. You did I not. did not. You know, one of the great regrets of my life. Ours too, sir. Ours
3: too. And
2: even when it, went, when it moved to Clyde's, you know, after Chatter was no more, I didn't get down there. Yeah. Uh, I always thought that I would get down there at some point, but I never did.
0: Do you have a Chatter t-shirt? <laughs> I don't. Oh, no. Well, we need to fix that. Someone out there has a t-shirt because two people were gracious enough to send us yeah. Chatter t-shirts. They had extras. Yeah. So maybe we can find you
3: one. <laughs> Mine was Robert Berg and You got and yours from Mo, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mo came up to visit. Us in the yeah. city, and he had it for Roxy because yeah. she didn't have one yet. Yeah. So, <laughs> oh, yeah. Cool. All right. Well, we're going to get into more of that in a second, but we need to take a quick break. We'll be right back with
0: Meet the Littles.
2: This is Sully from Boston. Never ever. And you're listening to the Loyal Littles podcast on the WTFC
3: Podcast Network. Welcome back to the Loyal Littles Podcast, and we are so lucky to have Brian Kissel with us today. Yep. And we've got some good stories. Now, the one thing, we were going into your fandom and how you started listening to Tony and all that, but we didn't ask you, now I know this, I already know the answer, but how many Jingle Fests have you been to, and did you get to the Mingle Fests?
2: Just this year's was the first and only. How lucky Uh, were we then? I, I know. Yeah. Yeah. Same as you guys. So the mingle I live close enough where I decided to go to Mingle Fest and then drive home. Uh yeah But uh as you know, I stayed on Saturday night for Jingle Fest, especially since I noticed that oh my gosh, you guys are right in the room across from me. Oh, that's right. Yes, that's right. (laughs) Don't hate us. I totally forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. I just knew
3: Ed Butt was two doors down and that was gonna be trouble. Yeah, that was the
0: party room.
3: that was the that party room. So, but anyway, so Mingle Fest. Now, were you there for when Gary and Bonnie were there? Did you get to meet some of the bigs? Because I know you have a story about that.
2: I did talk to Gary, oh, great. I talked to his his wife, but I had talked to Gary. What I hadn't been to previous Jingle Fest or Minglefest, but I had been to Summer of Littles. Oh, so that's I right. met Gary at a couple of those because the Maryland Summer of Littles that Dina from Damascus puts together is right. close to Damascus yeah. uh, it's also close to Olney where i grew up and not too far from Ellicott City where i live so i had met Gary a couple times at previous Summer of Littles
3: got so thank you for bringing that up by the way because dina was yeah. probably yeah. screaming into her
2: <laughs> listening device
3: how can you not ask about Summer of Littles blah 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 now but speaking of bigs you said you have a big story right
2: yeah, and actually, it kind of ties into my getting into the Facebook group and tying into everything. So, like I said, I was a big Orioles fan, as were my roommates in college. We graduated, and two of my roommates and I rented a townhouse not very far from college and, again, not very far from the stadium. 1987, so we were. it was a year after we graduated, And the Orioles were down. They weren't able to capitalize on their 83 Mm -hmm. World Series championship. And they were kind of, you know, year by year, they were kind of sliding. So we decided to write a tongue-in-cheek letter to the editor of the Baltimore Sun.
1: Mm Mm-hmm.
2: So what we did was, and this, again, this is not the internet age. You don't just post a comment underneath the article. (laughs) You you write a letter, you stick it in an envelope with a stamp and all that stuff. So we wrote that we had finally pinpointed the Orioles' problem this season. It wasn't Eddie Murray's lack of power or Earl Weaver's more mellow disposition or the pitching staff's incompetence, that the root of their dilemma runs much deeper than that, all the way to the sports department of the Baltimore Sun. That is where you will find recent acquisition. Tim Kirchian, the oh. heart and soul of the Orioles' woes this year. Tim Kirchian had just started as the beat reporter for the Orioles. Oh. So we said, we realize that Kirchian's a talented writer, but a look at his track record, he tells the story. During the four years when Kirkjean covered the Texas Rangers, the team posted an unimpressive 272 and 374 record, total 94 games out of first place. They said, this year without Kirkjian, said although manager Bobby Valentine does deserve some credit, the Rangers probably have their second best record in the franchise's history. Wow. <laughs> the Orioles with Kurtzian will post their worst record <laughs> since 1967. So the solution is simple. Trade Kurtzian. <laughs> then the Orioles would be <laughs> would begin be able to regain their winning form.
1: Uh-huh.
2: You know, they put our names on it from Baltimore. So that was 1987, I think around September, towards the end of the year. The next year, 1988, is infamous in Orioles history because they started the year 0 and 21. 20, 21, right, yeah. So all of April, basically, they didn't win, (laughs) you know, (laughs) record, cover of Sports Illustrated, all that stuff. So in early May, Tim Kirkjian writes an article in the Baltimore Sun, although it's not even in the sports section, it's in like the perspective opinion page section called Losing Team, Losing Reporter. And it talks about how what we had laid out the previous year about how he's been covering these terrible teams. Yeah. And so he at one point in the article he says, so maybe it is me. Maybe I am a jinx as three enterprising young guys suggested in a letter to the editor that appeared in the Sun wow. last year. Oh. They wrote that the reason the Orioles were were losing wasn't the pitching or Eddie Murray's unhappiness, but me. So we got such a kick out of that and we were like, well, if we ever see him or meet him or we got to say hello and and yeah. tell him we were and i want to say we did get at least one chance to do that i think when they were at, still at memorial stadium and another at least once at camden yards mm-hmm. and both times when i would say that to kerchin he remembered exactly he's like oh yeah i remember you guys of course i talked about that with friends and obviously uh, you know he had referenced it in the article he wrote and um, I remember asking him, I said, well, how did you know it was three enterprising young guys that wrote that? You know, it was our, just our names. And he said something to the effect of, well, I didn't think a bunch of old codgers would come up with something like that. <laughs> right. So. That's true, though. I would never even think about that.
3: Yeah. yeah.
2: That's so yeah. funny. So now fast forward to January of 2018. And I find out that Tim Kirkjian is doing a book signing. In Columbia, Maryland. I mean, 10, 15 minutes from where I live.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So I go to that. And interestingly enough, it's like in a, uh, a senior center, you know, like an Ingleside. Yeah, right, right, right. 35 people, very intimate setting. We're all kind of in a circle around him and stuff. And, you know, I sit down and I look. And underneath his seat is a certain dark green piece of fruit. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody had brought an avocado. Of course. So... At the end, he's signing books and such, and I had walked up to him and said, so I see that I'm not the only Tony Kornheiser fan here today. And without even looking up, he started shaking his head and said, first guy in here shut up with that. <laughs> <laughs> As he should. And I can't remember if I got a name or whatever, but so I don't know who it is. If somebody remembers bringing that to the book signing in Columbia, and if it's uh, (laughs) a little that listens to the podcast, maybe they can chime in. But So that prompted me to join the Boyle Little's Facebook group and tell that story on there. Because I knew it was out there. I didn't know whether I should join or not. Right. And Right. And because of that, I did that. So the other thing, of course, when I got a chance to talk to him while he was signing the books was... I said, I'm one of the three guys that sent the letter in back in the 80s about how you were a jinx and stuff. And he said, oh, I still remember that. Of course. He said, (laughs) look, I don't save a whole lot of baseball memorabilia. You would think I would, but I don't. But I still have the clipping out of the sun for that.
1: I was like, really?
2: Yeah, because we used to joke with other reporters, you know, who covers the worst teams and all that kind of stuff. So (laughs) that was pretty cool to hear. And then when he signed the books, too, he signed because I got them for my friends, too. Uh uh, He he noted that, and, you know, I still remember your letter or something in the book. So that was pretty neat. That's so cool. And And that got me into the Loyal Little's Facebook page, which, of course, gets you into it. A lot of this other stuff
3: and has changed your life forever (laughs) just say it that's what it is
2: obviously
3: (laughs) obviously all right brian well we can't thank you enough for coming on to meet the littles and telling these great stories i mean i actually remember tim telling that story on the tk show the Mm -hmm. big show at Mm -hmm. one point about the book signing and someone bringing an avocado and all that stuff so that's yeah. kind of neat. Now, we can't get you away without some fun, dumb questions, because that's what we do on the Loyal Littles podcast. We're fun and dumb. They're smart and funny. So,
2: All right. And I'm occasionally dumb, and so that works out. All right. <laughs> it's awesome. fun, too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, Roxy, take it away.
0: All right. Brady Bunch or Partridge Family?
2: I would say I watched a lot more Brady Bunch. Okay. okay. Excellent.
3: So are you a TV guy? Do you watch a lot of TV?
2: Uh, I try to, uh, I, you know, I'm squeezing it in between all the sports that I watch too. So, right. Uh, uh, yeah, I try to watch some of the shows that are, would interest me.
3: Well, what's a new one? What's one recently? Are you watching Sprung and stuff like that or no?
2: I have not tried Sprung yet. The one I'm watching, and I think I've just got one episode to go, but it was only a six episode show from HBO is called We Own the City. Oh. And it's kind of like a cousin to The Wire. Okay. Everybody has flipped out over the wire when that was on almost 20 years ago or whatever. Right. um, It's a similar type story. It's set in Baltimore. It's about this task force that they had that was very corrupt. The same writers, uh, David Simon, uh, George Pelicanos, who are Baltimore, Washington guys, had written it. And uh, I've watched five of the six episodes. Very compelling. I wouldn't put on the level of the wire, but. For a limited series, it's really good. It digs deep into the city politics and corruption of the Baltimore Police Department. That must be always Uh, so cool.
3: And you said it's only six episodes, right? Yes. Yeah. All right, cool. Well, there's your recommendation. You know, and Littles, for the new ones, we plugging sprung. We watch it. We actually enjoyed it. It's nine nine episodes. But, you know, we all know that that's Greg Garcia's show. So, Mm -hmm. and he's obviously a good friend to the big show. So, you know, we like to plug those things for them. All right. If you could be a cartoon character for a week, who would you want to be?
2: You know what? I'd probably go with Bugs Bunny. Mm-hmm. Very uh, sharp, very kind of a for his time, probably a lot wittier. And yeah. plus, I want to play. I want, I want to be him in that baseball game
3: yeah you know, <laughs> I want
2: pitch like that hit like that yep. uh, i think it was yeah the gas house gorillas that he yes. was playing yeah all of the Browns. Yep. and he ends up catching the last out of the game on top of the like uh 20 bucks away right oh my god yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so funny yeah, i think the, like the final score was like 96 to 95 right? Yeah, right. Right. yeah yeah <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> all right what three famous people living or dead would you want at your fantasy dinner party
2: so for dinner, all right, I'm going to go a little heavy with the first one. Okay. I'm not as religious as I used to be, but hard not to bring Jesus Christ <laughs> into Whoa. the park.
3: Yeah.
2: Uh, if this is a dinner, I don't know if the dinner party or dinner out, but one of the nice things about having him there too, is if the waiter or waitress comes over and says, what are you guys having to drink? And I could just say, well, we're all just having water. Thank you.
1: <laughs>
3: give, Jesus,
2: give Jesus a little wink. If he winks back, then I know that. They It'll might be, be bringing water, but we won't be <laughs> drinking
3: <laughs> Right.
2: So,
3: I was just going to say, so, I, I didn't know if I should go there. I was going to be like, what did he order? What is he ordering? Right, you know, right.
2: Gonna... It would also depend if it was Friday or not. I guess. Sure. Right. Exactly. But, of course. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But obviously, uh, you know, a lot of interesting Q&A with Jesus of Nazareth. Yep. So, yep. Uh, Absolutely. Um, second one, I would, if I would pull my sports fandom into it, not so much fandom, but just love of sports, Babe Ruth. Mm. Yeah,
1: mm-hmm.
2: there. Although he's probably ordering beers and eating hot dogs, <laughs> and smoking cigars, probably yeah. yeah. Do, yeah. But the question and is,
0: if... do his hot dogs have sea salt on them?
2: <laughs> <Right>. uh, <laughs> don't think so do they cost you know, thirteen seventy five. Yeah, $13. right. Right, right. right. Oh. <laughs> if I stuck with the sports and and swapped him out, the other person might be Muhammad Ali. Oh, Oh, wow. Yeah. A lot to talk about there, and he would certainly be entertaining. I think both of them would be entertaining. Sure. And then if I was to go more of, uh, in your area, entertainment, show business and stuff, my favorite actor of all time is Paul Newman. Oh, yeah. I'd love to have him on there. He seemed to do this movie star thing the right way Mm -hmm. with all the charity stuff that he did. Actually, there's a I think there's a documentary on HBO Max right now about him and his wife, Joanne Woodward, oh. that Ethan Hawke put together. So I still haven't got around to seeing, watching that. We'll have Excellent. to check that
3: out. Okay, Uranus jokes. Not funny or never not funny?
2: Well, definitely never not funny when Tony tells them. Right, <laughs> right. That. Mostly funny. That's a different answer. I like that, actually. Yeah, mostly.
0: mostly funny.
2: Way to Will bond that question. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Go ahead, Roxy, one more.
0: If you could travel anywhere in the world, where would it be?
2: Uh, I've never done the Europe thing, so I would probably do Italy. Nice. My mom's parents, my, those two grandparents were born in Italy. That's where I would go. Oh, oh, cool. Great. I love
3: that. All right. Well, Brian, we can't thank you enough for finally coming on to Meet the Littles. This has been fantastic. Now, as an homage to the big show, we'll get you out of here on this.
0: Over or under?
2: I'm an over guy, but I do have a little twist to this. Okay. Oh, we're listening. If you're in the kitchen, I'm the sorry. paper towel. Yes. Oh,
3: <laughs> I was like, and, you know, okay, now this is funny, Littles. I was like, where's he going with this? Because I've actually- yeah, I'm going, I'm going to the kitchen. <laughs> well, no, here's the thing. I have looked at a New York City apartment once where the bathroom was in the kitchen. Uh-huh. I kid you not. Uh-huh. The shower was right next to the stove. I mean, long story, different yep. podcast. Yep. But <laughs> I was like, where's he going with this? Okay, sorry, go ahead. I Because I, hey, I'm with you on this. Go ahead, paper towel.
2: Paper towel under. Interesting. Is there yes. a reason I for that? Can't really explain it why. I don't know if it's the angle that you're you it's know easier the, to rip it's located. Is it maybe oh. easier to rip at that angle?
3: Mm-hmm.
2: I, huh. I don't know exactly, but I that for me it's right.
3: <laughs> okay, now you're gonna laugh at this because we have one that's on its side. We have a
0: stand-up. A stand-up. Mm-hmm.
3: I still have a very particular way, and sometimes, Roxy, I don't think you even realize it. And no,
0: I have a particular way, too, and I think it's are the, the same. Wall. I
3: think we're the same? Okay, but...
0: Yeah, it comes around, and you pull it from the left, yes. not the right.
3: It's weird. I It makes no sense why I feel that way, but I am very, like, it's not as a big deal mm-hmm. as the uh, toilet paper for me, but yeah. I do have a very specific way, so I'm with you on the, the paper towel as No, and as well. to be
0: honest, Chuck, your dad had a paper towel holder that was yes. horizontally. Yes, and,
3: and I always did over.
0: You did, but every time I would go to change it, I would take a second and be like, which way do I put it? I don't remember. <laughs> but
3: that's interesting. I never even thought about... The difference. Mm -hmm. Well, because you're most likely standing up as opposed to hopefully maybe sitting down. Well,
0: here's the other (laughs) thing, too, though. If your paper towels are under, I'm just making a case for under really quick. Bear with me. All right. If your paper towels are under and it is, in fact, easier to rip in my mind, I'm imagining that's the case. Wouldn't that be the same for your toilet paper?
3: No, I don't know.
0: It's easier to rip. It anyway, just keep rolling out. I don't out.
1: think
2: it is. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know if it's the angle or what, but I, I, I or point, the height though. of where each of them are. But yeah, am I going longer on this question? No, it's, no it's okay. I
3: mean, perfect. look, if the cat. The cat thing I'll accept, Roxy. The cat, yeah, the cat thing cat in the, the toilet kid paper, thing. Yeah. But the cat ain't gonna be on the counter, yeah. With, yeah. The uh, <laughs> on the counter with the paper be, towels. yeah the
0: cat can be on the counter with the paper towels. Cats are very well, agile. Well, then you need to get a new
2: cat. No, I just. Anyway. And I, don't, I know the ones on the side aren't kind of universal, but I guess if they were, then you'd have, you'd have an over-under question and then a left-or-right question. Yeah, yeah right, mm-hmm. right. Yep. <laughs>
3: mm-hmm. yep. All right. Well, Brian, thank you so much. This has been, that was a new little yeah, way to take the take. whole thing. That's mm-hmm. a great take. So thank you so much for coming on to Meet the Littles. We really appreciate it.
2: Thank you, guys. A lot of fun.
3: All right, all you loyal listeners. We'll be right back.
2: That Uranus? No. The
3: Loyal Littles Podcast. Now back to the
1: show.
3: Welcome back to the Loyal Littles Podcast. And Simon's still with us. Oh, he's, yeah.
4: Yeah, he's, sorry. I'm still eating my biscuit. He's
3: eating his biscuit. <laughs> Roxy, you are missing out. These biscuits are delicious. Oh, yeah.
4: I'm really
1: missing out. It's got a little
3: chocolate. What, what are they exactly?
4: They're called McVitie's Chocolate Digestives. It's a classic. I- it was <laughs> a very classic British biscuit here. Okay. Yeah, huh. you well, can't go wrong with it.
3: It's like a chocolate covered cracker. That's the best way I can describe it. Oh, That's it's, not, I just it's yeah. not a cracker. It's <laughs> a, a biscuit. biscuit it's a biscuit. <laughs> very different. <laughs>
4: Chocolate covered anyway. cracker. Great.
3: Anyway. Well, let's get into some of these emails. Oh, actually, first I have a thank you. We have a thank you. We figured it out, littles. We got to the bottom of the me undies caper. I guess we'll call it. Now Simon's in studio with me. Roxy's not. Maybe I should should I give Simon a pair of these? I got two. They're,
4: oh my god! What am I letting myself into here? <laughs>
3: They're delightful.
4: Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I, <laughs> I won't, I'll never say no to fresh underwear. Is it fresh though, or is it not fresh? <laughs>
3: A, little, uh, a little. A little? A little. They're have half worn? No, 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 no. They were brand new. They're from MeUndies, which is the sponsor of The Big Show. Uh-huh. And Smitty Scoop, actually, is the one who's behind it. They're delightful. MeUndies. <laughs> I highly recommend them. Use the code, people, from The Big Show. I don't know what that is off the top of my head. But speaking of fantasy football, let's get into our fantasy recap. Now, Roxy, the Loyal Littles Fantasy Group, we're kicking butt. We're 2-0. Oh, yeah.
1: I mean, this is. I'm shocked.
3: This is unbelievable. So we've got that winning, and now let's get into the Loyal Littles podcast fantasy recap. So what we have here in week two, let's do the winners first. Now, it says week two historic cut line is 68.47. I have no idea what the hell that means. I mean, it makes no sense. We've never done this, so there's no history involved with our Loyal Littles podcast league. But anyway, we had leading the way 143.96 points, Thunder Cougar Falcon Birds. Then in second place, 124. After this year, headed to the Big Ten for the money. And in third place, the Great Zucchini. And they're just called the Zucchinis. And he had 120 points. Tiny Chuck, out of the Loyal Littles host, he's leading the way. His team is called the Mahomies. He had 107. Then the Loyal Littles podcast, a little bit lower, 104. And then the Tuna Melters, Ritz, what's up? He was about 25 points ahead of the cut line. And sadly, this brings very, very, it's very sad. But we say goodbye to the DFT is the name of the team. And it stands for Dina's football team. So Dina and Damascus. You are the cut team in our league, the guillotine league. Sadly, you are out. You did not have enough points to continue on. So we say goodbye to Dina. And that's why I got to be honest, this is a sad league a little bit because it's sad when you have to say goodbye to players, especially after two weeks into the season. But that's how this league works. Each week, we eliminate one team. If you finish last, you're out. But thank you for playing. And this has been your... Loyal Littles Podcast, Fantasy Football Update. All right, next things I wanted to, real quick, before we get to our to your emails, we wanted to talk about the website real quick, which is, Roxy?
0: LoyalLittlesPod.com.
3: And we wanted to talk about, now there is, a, I want to make sure everyone knows this, because a lot of the new listeners, there's 170 episodes plus that you can go back and listen to and use the search feature. There is a search feature on our website. Just type in the name and see if it comes up. Now, if they haven't been on the podcast, obviously it's not going to come up. And let us know who that is, and we'll see if we can get them on the podcast for you. Yeah. But seriously, just search the name or a keyword or whatever. If you want to say Shad in D.C., he's on there. Dan Byrne, he's on there. Mike in Burke, Virginia. Neil in Rockville. I mean, I'd like to think. There's so many. I mean, the list goes on and on and on and on. So just search, and hopefully that will come up for you. Roxy, did you know we have a guest book on the website?
0: I did know we have a guest book.
3: I didn't. I vaguely remember hearing something about it, but... <laughs> I mean, Gina's
0: screaming at you right now. Well, look,
3: I have so much going on. Okay. I only can, I, know, I only can I look at so many things, but I did click yep. on it. Cause I saw what it was. I was like, Oh, we have a guest book. And there's some comments on there. I think we should make note of one said, Tony B. It, I don't know if that's Tony Beeson. It just says, Hey, this is cool. You have a guest book. What shall I say? Hmm. It was a dark and stormy night. That's all it says. Then Todd, It's <laughs> all it says is Todd. I'm probably guessing Todd decay. Maybe Todd Dickinson. I don't know. It says, wait. This isn't a section about Greg Garcia's show. I'm out. So I thought that was hilarious based on the (laughs) Greg Garcia guest book. Then Jason Massart's on there, and he says, Choxy, first off, thank you guys so much for putting this show together. It has been a joy to listen to both of you and obviously the other littles, mediums, bigs, when each show becomes available to listen to. I also wanted to thank Dina for adding the guestbook feature. I suggested it a while back and just hadn't found time to sign the feature. I suggest, oh, so that's maybe that's where this all came from. I didn't realize that. Keep up the awesome work, folks. Additional note, today's episode with Bonnie Burko. this is obviously from a long time ago. That was episode 150, by the way, Bonnie Burko. He says it was nothing short of stellar. I received the sticker for the show last night. Thank you guys for that. I wouldn't mind sending you guys a jar of my honey as a mm. year plus late wedding gift. Just throwing it out there. Congratulations on 150 episodes. Well, now it's 173 episodes. Wow. Uh, but I thank-
0: have to remember to check this.
3: Yeah, I had no idea. I mean, I, th- that was like a, a really nice find. So, all right, so let's now get into our emails. I'm sorry. It's all me talking this time because Roxy's not here. Simon's Stur- fine.
4: You've got a special guest on, but yeah, it's all good. <laughs> well, Simon, you're, you're eating your biscuits uh, and yeah, drinking your right. tea. I'm actually so. quite busy. So, yeah.
3: <laughs> so, we heard from Jonathan Scriver. I hope I'm saying that right. Episode TBD, new listener. He Ooh. said, how is it possible I am only now learning of this podcast? Geez, no excuse. I've been listening to the Tony Kornheiser show since day one. So, I don't know. I that's I, I'm glad you're here. Listen, yeah, well new done. listeners... We tried. We're not going to over the Facebook groups with our posts. We are grateful they allow us to post once uh, every new episode. We drop it in there. So now it's all about word of mouth. And obviously, TK knowing about it and giving us some shout-outs or the emails you send into the big show, that obviously helps a lot. That's how we do it. All right, then we heard from Brian Moeller, episode 167. He says, the Loyal Littles podcast live on location at Table Rock Lake for Summer of Littles has a nice sound to it. Now that's where Tiny Chuck went, Simon, for Summer of Littles. Oh, I see. Now where were you for Summer of Littles? You were on a boat, I think. I don't think. Wait, you were when when was it again? Uh, August. What was it? Sixth, Roxy. Yes. 5th? August 6th? Yeah. August sixth. No, I think I was in England, wasn't I? Yeah, probably. Yeah. Because you went last year. You were at I did. Hurley's last year I for was Summer there. of Littles. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Good times. Yeah. All right. Then we heard from Todd Dickinson, episode 149. Hey, guys, just wanted to congratulate you on all the airtime you've had on the big show since the Syracuse game. It's been so fun to hear Tony learn more about what you are doing. And it's been great. And we're just glad he knows about it. And we hope he thinks it's a good thing (laughs) because, you know, and we hope the littles think it's a good thing because we're doing this for you. So and here's another listener we heard from Brandon Borzelli. I hope I'm saying that right from Lebanon, New Jersey. He said, I heard Tony mention that this existed sometime last week on a recent pod and finally got around to finding it. After trying to figure out what this initially is, I really enjoyed listening. We're still trying to figure it out, Brandon, so good luck with that. I managed to comb through the back catalog, and aside from not knowing pretty much anyone, I found the episodes that I sampled to be pretty good. Oh. Roxy, did you hear that? We're pretty good. Pretty good. We're pretty good. So that's All the right.
4: best review you've had so far. Probably so, the best yeah.
3: review we've ever had. Somewhere <laughs> between a golf and NBA segment, slightly above a hockey segment on the TK show. <laughs> now
0: wait a second. I, I don't
3: know what this is saying. So,
0: sir, what? <laughs>
3: <laughs> that I think that offended Roxy a little bit. Having McManus and Braun on was an excellent coup. Or Why coupe, is there a pee? like a chicken? Why is there a p at the end of that? Uh, it's French coup d'état. Isn't well, it? it's, yeah. it, we're in English. We're, I'm, in, I'm wow. reading English here. This is Wha-
0: Chuck, remember?
3: This is Chuck we're talking <laughs> about. I, I almost said excellent coop. Full disclosure, <laughs> I might have said that first and put this back in. <laughs> <laughs> they are sorely missed at Uncle Benny's table. We agree 100%. Yep. Anyway, I've rambled on enough, and since I'm not even 100% sure where this web form will end up, I'll cut it short and not reveal any personal identifiable information. Okay, maybe I'll leave my pin. It's 1234. The, the funny thing is I might have a pin <laughs> similar to that. I'm actually still here. How many of these littles ever listened to the internet show? It was when TK was on ESPN and it streamed on the web. Since it had no segment breaks, listeners would hear what went on during the breaks. I think Michael's hair would fall out if the old man tried this today. Anywho, great job. This is an excellent idea, and it might be the best show spinoff in history. Ooh. So we went from pretty, pretty good, good to, to best. best, the best spin-off. show spinoff in history, and his wow. pin, and, and, and we got his pin number. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's excellent. And
0: we also got compared to between golf and yeah, let's
3: and basketball. just about the hockey and I I think. hockey. I think. And <laughs> <Yeah>. I'm surprised he <laughs> didn't throw soccer in there. But that's,
0: that's, a a, oh, that's a great email.
3: That's a great email. That's so thank you so email. much for that. And that came off our website, actually. So if you go to our yeah. website and you click, you have something to say, that gets to us. They send us an email yeah. with that, whatever you wrote. So rest and assured. And I hope
0: we get to meet you soon.
3: Yeah, actually. Yeah, Brandon, come on the podcast. Yeah, so get we'd back love onto the website, click on that you want to be a guest, you want to be a Meet the Littles guest, and we'd be more than happy to figure that out. All yeah. right. And then we have one more, and we're going to end with this. And it's also a good reminder to get your Toy Hall of Fame guesses into us. WTFCpodnet yes. at gmail.com or go to our website. Just do what he did. Click on. I have something to say. Send us your picks in. You got to nail all three. We've gotten a lot of entries already. Simon's looking at me like clues. We're having a contest, Simon. <laughs> oh. uh, and you See, for
4: the new listeners here, you need to know that I never listen to this podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, right. you know, this That's is right. just part of the fun well, of it. We don't like, listen either. I <laughs> have to guess what <laughs> anyone's talking about. Ever.
3: All right. Yeah. Well, we heard from Scott Moffitt. <laughs> The subject was toy Hall of Fame guesses, so that's why this is great. He says, "Perfect." my choices to get in are light, bright. My mom had one. I had one. My kids had one. If you're multi-generational, you're in. The top, same as above. Nerf toys, better than the Hall of Famer Whiffle ball. It's nerf or nothing. Now, he actually Ooh. goes even further. He says, deserves to get in. Bingo. Do they play Monopoly for money in church basements? I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> Settlers of Catan. It combines the fun aspects of Risk and Monopoly, which are both Hall of Famers. Masters of the Universe. If Star Wars figures are in, they should be in as well. Spirograph. More fun than the coloring book.
4: Wow. wow I like those. Did Has the cardboard box gotten into it
3: yet? <laughs> Well, San's in, so I don't know.
0: San's in. I think yeah. a
4: cardboard box is the toy hall of fame. Yeah, for sure. maybe.
3: I don't know if that, you could go to the website and suggest that. I'm going Simon. to. The yeah. amount
4: of times my parents are like, here you go, just Here's a cardboard you know, box. figure something out. Right. Yeah. Now he
3: also has strong <laughs> opinions here. He has another group that says shouldn't get in. Phase 10. Ooh. Sorry, Whoa. Roxy. It's good, Come but on. not hall of fame worthy, he says.
1: <gasps> Scott,
3: wow. you're dead to Roxy.
0: It was my COVID game, so it's, it holds a very special place in <laughs> my heart. A very
3: special place. <laughs> then he says, Racco, never heard of it. I've heard of that. I've never played it. Briar Houses, Stick Horse Should Be In If This Is. Pinata, Pin the Tail on the Donkey is a Better Birthday Party Game. Pound mm-hmm. Puppies, One Year Wonder, Still Upset About the Super Soaker Getting In. So... <laughs> Scott <laughs> Moffat has some strong opinions about the Toy Hall uh, of Fame. We love that. I opinions. love that,
4: though. That's yeah. great. So He's really thought about that.
3: Yeah, absolutely. He put a lot of thought into that yeah. email, and your guesses have been noted. You are officially in the contest, Scott. Best of luck to you. Other littles, get those emails in. Get your Hall of Fame guesses in, and you can win some really mediocre prizes.
1: Ooh, yep.
4: like an old biscuit.
3: <laughs> we could do
4: I'll that. Leave, yeah, I'll leave one of these behind. <laughs> leave- yeah. <laughs>
3: He'll leave one of the biscuits behind, and we'll send that to nice. you. Nice, little Ziploc bag. Yeah, yeah, you'll be. It'll fine. probably be in, it'll We'll probably pop be cr- it
0: in the freezer.
3: Oh, okay, we'll freeze it, and then it'll be crumbs by the time they get to there it. There you go. Anyway. So, Simon, once again, thank you so much for coming on this episode and it is a pleasure. sharing thank you. your thoughts about the Queen because we hadn't done that yet, and it's a major thing we wanted to touch upon. It, it is. So. Yeah.
4: Mm-hmm. No, I, I appreciate you bringing me on for this. Yeah, Thanks.
3: Right. Mm. And Roxy, tell everyone how they can get in touch with us.
0: You can go to our website, LoyalLittlesPod.com, or you can go to the other website, LeCheesery.com.
3: And just click on our link, which brings you to our website, and I'd still love that. And remember, if you do listen to our podcast on Apple, don't forget to head on over there and give us a nice rate and review. We really appreciate that. And remember, if you need fog-free eyewear, just go to fogfreeeyewear.com.
0: Or if you need a new grip for your stick, go to stickgrip.com.
3: All right. And what are these biscuits? We should give the biscuits a plug. Yeah, let's give the biscuits
4: a plug. And uh, if you need a biscuit, biscuit, go to McVitie's and get a dark chocolate digestive McVitie's.
3: It's called a dark chocolate digestive?
4: Digestive is the biscuit and (laughs) dark chocolate is what is on top of it.
0: Does it help your digestion?
4: I believe originally these were designed to help your digestion. Oh, wow. Well, I mean, they're, they're fibrous, I think. You know, yeah,
0: that's
4: true. 45% wheat and wholemeal, not bad. Oh, yes. Yeah, That would get, get things moving. All right. Yeah. All
3: right. <laughs> you learn something new every day. Yeah, Littles. so you can
4: either use that stick <laughs> to get things moving or you can, <laughs> you can uh, use, use a, a biscuit. biscuit yeah. Whatever. Whichever one works. Yeah. <laughs> and if you're
3: wearing glasses, you'll, you, they might fog up. So go to <laughs> – yeah, anyway. All right, the most important thing is remember, if you're out shopping online tonight, to use the code LLPOD. Bye.
4: Well, it wasn't the best result. But it wasn't the worst. There was somebody worse than me.
2: At least I wasn't the worst.
1: i day I got all day all right you can't take orders but you do I know you hate to wait in line
0: Podcast is produced by the WTFC Podcast Network and edited by Lewis B. Croco. And the Loyal Littles podcast logo is designed and
1: drawn by Eric Lonergan.
2: Mostly funny. Oh yeah.